Well, Public Safety Minister Marco Mendocino is reacting to a 14-second video posted on Twitter that shows a man yelling and swearing at Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland on Friday during a stop that she made at City Hall in Grand Prairie, Alberta. Mendocino says there is absolutely no place for the intimidation, harassment and threats that Freeland and her staff were subjected to. There's absolutely no place for the kind of intimidation, harassment and downright threats that she and her staff were subjected to. Um, I've watched that video a number of times and every, every single time it just, it, it turns my stomach. It's unacceptable. Politicians from across the political spectrum, by the way, have been reacting to the incident with widespread condemnation. Uh, Freeland herself said that it doesn't make her any less of an Albertan, that she still uh, feels very much part of her home province. But it certainly raised a lot of questions just about the vitriol and the attack, the intimidation. Um, She was called a traitor, amongst other things. That might have been the nicest thing uh, that she was called in that exchange or in that uh, tirade. Um, MP and Conservative leadership Pierre Polyev spoke to Jazz Johal on CKNW's Jazz Johal show this afternoon, and he also condemned the attack on the Deputy Prime Minister. I've been also the victim of uh, this kind of abuse myself. Uh, My own family has received awful material uh, mailed to them on social media. I, of course, uh, in past years, been confronted with death threats and had to have RCMP security on me personally. Unfortunately, this kind of um, uh, abuse is all too common and directed at people of all political parties. Pierre Polyev on the Jazz Joe Hall show on CKNW earlier today. Well, it certainly has raised a lot of questions just about how can this be prevented? Uh, How can you stop these sorts of attacks from happening? Joining me now with more on this is a former member of Parliament and Conservative Cabinet Minister, someone who's well aware of these issues, Lisa Raitt. Thanks for your time tonight. My pleasure, Ben. Thanks for having me. I guess just your initial reaction um, to what you saw on Friday when that video was made public. It really got my attention. And first of all, let's be reminded that it was made public because people wanted to brag about the interaction. Uh, that they were proud of the fact that they went after the deputy prime minister in the way that they did and told her what they wanted to tell her and threatened her and called her a traitor. Like they wanted to promote that, and that was promoted in social media. So I think that's the first takeaway. The first big difference for me of any of these other things that we've seen is that it, this was purposeful and produced for the purpose of social media. And in, I guess, for lack of a better word, adding to what maybe this this these people think is adding to their clout as being movers and shakers in whatever small worlds that they're spinning in for, uh, for this kind of stuff. So they saw a confrontation worth publicizing. What did you see? Uh, what I saw was a young female staffer keeping her composure and desperately hitting the button to try to close the elevator door. That's what I saw. And I saw two other female staffers shielding a cabinet minister and the deputy prime minister from any possible altercation. And I thought, this is really wrong. <laughs> this is this is not something that a their parents or partners, loved ones, friends would like to see. And it's not what they signed up for. And how did we get into this situation? Because you've been in those situations, you've been in countless public buildings as a cabinet minister over the years, as, as a person in a position of power with staffers around you in public situations yeah. that may or may not have felt perfectly okay. Um, yeah, it, it was just, I, I imagine you put yourself in Christia Freeland's shoes right there too. 
I did. I felt the knot in my stomach. Um, my staff were, first of all, let's just start with the basics. I'm 5'10". Christia Freeland is not 5'10". She is, she is much less size than I am. So I always kind of walked around with a little bit more of a of assuredness in terms of, of my physical well-being and safety. I'm not saying that she doesn't, but I'm saying there is a really big difference in size between she and I. Mm-hmm. That all being said, my staff were cognizant that sometimes you were going into places that were not going to be friendly and they would staff accordingly. Um, clearly, going to see the mayor of Grand Prairie does not wave red flags for you in terms of having to have you know, a larger guy with you. Uh, or asking that you your deputy minister comes with you, stuff like that. I mean, those are workarounds that you do use as tactics and tools. But this kind of came out of the blue, and they were they were caught out with uh, with younger women protecting the deputy prime minister, which is what they were literally doing, trying to protect the deputy prime minister. What really surprised me about it was just it was the level of the vitriol. It was just how vitriolic it was it was that was hatred that was being screamed at her and the people with her yeah so that's interesting not that's not a shock to me um i've been on the receiving end of of hate as well coming from a different place on a different topic and sometimes it's friendly fire coming from within my own party quite frankly oftentimes during the time when i was sitting in in the harbor cabinet it came from opposition type uh, scenarios, but mm. I've seen that hate before. I have, and being called a traitor and being called names, that happens. You're not, that's not new territory. New territory is the pride in that interaction, the amplification of it on social media. And the the other part that was problematic for me is that they were tracking her. You know, what's come out since then is the understanding that they were trying to find her and kind of driving around Grand Prairie after they heard that she was there in order to confront her. That, that's dangerous. That that can go a whole bunch of bad ways. What else? I mean, I asked Jag- Jagmeet Singh this question after that incident in uh, Peterborough, mm-hmm. and he, he told me, well, you know, I have a black belt. I'm like, well, that's not really, you know, being yeah. tall or having a black belt. That's not really the kind of social discourse we want to have, is it? Or political discourse. I mean, this goes without saying. Um, but this strikes me as being being a bit of a breaking point, this particular incident. We've see, we saw something that maybe not everyone was fully aware was going on. But as you point out, it's been going on a lot. Mm-hmm. It has. I mean, I everyone's got their own story, Ben. And my story is I was at a Montreal, it's not Montreal, heaven forbid I said that. Oh my gosh, I was at a Toronto Maple Leafs game. And right. I had my kids. You can understand why I'm horrified that I said I was at a Montreal game now. Right. But I was at a Toronto Maple Leafs game and I had my kids with me. They were younger, probably 11 and nine, 11 and eight at the time. And somebody who was picked off at something that my government did came out of the blue. He had had a few drinks and he just kind of laid into me. He spit on me. And, and I just said, you know, I've got my kids here. We can talk about this another time. And he got more profane. Now, he didn't corner me. I felt cornered, but I was in a big space, and eventually security did come over and remove him, and he was asked to leave the building. Um, From there, I ended up having threat assessments when I did go out into public just during this period of time, and once or twice, I had to to have RCMP with me, Uh, but, but I wasn't cornered in an elevator, and he didn't have a buddy with him trying to film it. 
And it also happened just because I was there. He happened to bump into me. Uh, he wasn't looking for me. And that's why I'm, I'm very worried about this one. Because if we're in a situation where people are trying to create content for TikTok or YouTube um, by tracking down cabinet ministers, this is different. This is a very, and things can go wrong very quickly. And that's my concern. Where do you think, I mean, and, and as you pointed out, this is not new and this is not confined to one political group. Um, it seems to depend, it always depends on who's in government, right, to some extent. Um, but, but have you? did you notice even in the time that you were in public life, that you were in politics, that it got worse? No, no. no. I think, you know, you can go back in time to, to Mr. Mulroney and Mila Mulroney getting accosted outside the Western Harbor Castle in Toronto. You, there's death threats that have always been. We've had assassinations. You know, Darcy McGee was assassinated. I mean, all these, this has been something that's part of it. What's different now is that people want to use it in order to increase their clout. And before people are doing it because for whatever reason, they're obviously they have issues and, and, and purpose for whatever reason they take. Um, but the, uh, the difficulty in this one for me is they may not be intending. They like I don't think this gentleman and woman sought out the deputy prime minister to physically hurt her. I think they wanted to intimidate her and yell at her. But as I said, things can go in a wrong direction pretty fast when you're put into these heated circumstances. And that's what I see more and more people trying to create these circumstances of anger and, um, and they're, they are more frequent in that case. But the concept of a politician being under, uh, I guess, ha- a politician being afraid of somebody harming them, that's always been there. What can be done? I know you mentioned a bit, a bit about, about training staff, obviously, but it's, I guess it's this le- having to have this level of, of awareness that every situation someone like Christia Freeland would be in or someone like yourself, that there is always that possibility that things could go wrong like it did in Grand Prairie. Yeah, I think that you're, st- I think staff have to be aware. I- I'd like to see the prime minister's office slash privy council office, take a look at how ministers offices think about threats associated with work that the minister is doing outside of the national capital region. When you're in the national capital region, you have your driver and your driver is there to ostensibly provide some support and some protection if you get into situations and they're always there. You don't have that when you're on the road. So I think they'll have to take a little bit closer look at these kinds of things. And that's the stuff that you do in order to mitigate against it happening. But the bigger question, Ben, is what are we going to do as a society? And I would say that uh, you got to shut down the social media outlets or no, you don't shut down the social media outlets. you got to shut down the use of the social media outlet to publicize these kinds of interactions and just show them to not be acceptable anymore. And I know I'm getting into censorship, but quite frankly, who, how many other jokers out there are going to try to now corner a cabinet minister in order to prove that they, they took on the system or they took on Trudeau's government or they, they'll take on Pierre Polyev's wife or they'll take on Jagmeet Singh or take on Liz May, you know, that kind of stuff concerns me i i think it should be taken down and and treated as as dangerous and that is going to cause a lot of people to say censorship but 
I think that we have a situation where if, if the vehicle is being utilized in order to promote more of the same, then we do have a problem. And I know, uh, Lisa, having followed your career, this is not something you would just throw out there. This has been, you've thought about this. I thought about it. Uh, and, you know, I think eventually some of this stuff does get taken down and and that's good. But again, Ben, I just can't get over in my head that, you know, that this, the, the man and the woman in the video were going all around Grand Prairie with a camera trying to capture her and they were setting her up. They wanted her, they wanted to yell at her. They wanted to, they wanted to scare her. They wanted to intimidate her, but they all wanted it for the purposes of pushing it out on their social media. So I think social media should not allow it to be pushed out. And maybe we won't have these situations occur because they're not being rewarded with that amplification that they're clearly seeking. You know, I've heard obviously over the past few days, this has been talked about a lot. Um, there has been this notion that, you know, people need to be listened to. But sometimes, and you pointed out that example of yours at the Maple Leafs game, um, this example in Grand Prairie, is is being listened to really, really the issue here? Is, is, is having your opinion heard really the issue here? It doesn't feel like the issue. It doesn't feel like if if either you or Christian Freeland had said, hey, wait a second, I'll, I'll chat to you. What would you like to talk about? It doesn't feel like that would have solved anything. Well, she tried. That's yeah. the part of the video that I point out, right? She mm. hears her name, she turns to engage, and she would engage if the person was going to not curse and swear at her, call her a name, and you know, kind of corner her and push her into the direction of a of an elevator by his by his sheer size. So that to me is is the big difference. So if you're at a town, let's say you're a politician at a town hall, and somebody gets uh gets very emotional and heated and, and uses profane language when they're asking you a question and you're in public, I think that's valid. I think it's fair game. And I think the, the politician has to answer it. But when you're on your own and you're not in a public face and you're a little bit vulnerable, maybe a lot vulnerable, um, that kind of stuff is, is very different. And that the gentleman was not seeking a policy debate. He, he was seeking a confrontation that he could put out to his buddies. And that's, uh, that is not political debate. I think Christia Freeland, if she had a disagreement with him, would have been absolutely able to listen to him and understand, comment back maybe, and then part your ways. That's how good political discussion happens, and that should happen. And you should be allowed to approach politicians and have those kinds of discussions. This was not what that was. This was not about that at all. The purpose of this confrontation was to publicize it. It was not to seek some kind of understanding as to her point of view. For everyone out there looking to go into public life, as you did, as Krista Freeland did, from, from other places, I mean, both you and Krista Freeland could have had very successful careers without ever going into public life. It must chill. It must send a chill down the spines of all those who go, hmm, I think I have something to offer public life, if that's what you're going to be confronted with. Mm, that, that what you saw, is not the norm. Mm. It is something that we're all discussing now, and we should, and it should not be the norm. Um, if you have a calling and you want to make a change, specifically, let, let's use this as an example. Let's say you're watching it out there, and you think to yourself, I, I really don't like these kinds of confrontations. They scare me. They shouldn't be something that happens in our society, maybe the best way to actually change it is by running and making the change from the top. And I would invite you to think about it that way. And 
the only way that you can affect change is to to be part of it and to push where you can. Like, did I need to go and and tweet out what I felt? I did it because I felt that knot in my stomach, and I think people needed to understand that this was a dangerous situation that that she was in, and that you really shouldn't be saying that she deserved it because no one deserves what happened there, and that it's it is it can go wrong. I keep saying this over and over again, Ben, but yeah. it really can go south really quickly. And you don't have the intention necessarily, but it does. And that's um, that's the that's the concern that I have. And I would rather people work towards fixing it and coming into politics with the intention of fixing these kinds of things or getting involved in public sector or private, whatever, just speaking up about it. That's how you make the change. But sitting in your house and hiding from it, sorry, is not the way it's going to change. You know, tut-tutting is a terrible thing, and, and I hate politics. I'm never going to get involved. That's not helping any of us. I mean, get involved. Use your skills if you have them and you want to give them to the country. Lisa Rate, as you did. Thank you so much for your time tonight. <laughs> My pleasure, Ben. Take care.